The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. A new week. Glad you're with me. Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. You know the drill. Streaming at 680thefan.com. We're in the studio, so you can click and watch and also listen on the mobile app. Isn't that a wonderful thing? You don't have to be in front of the radio between 10 and 11, Monday through Friday, to hear the Buck Blue Show. You can listen anywhere, anytime, crystal clear. On that fan mobile app, driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online. Let them wow you up and coming at Beaver Toyota. DT, you ready to go? You rest up over the weekend, DT? We're working you to death around this place. Oh, no, but got to, yeah, plenty of rest over the weekend. Ready to go for another great week on the Buck Baloo Show. Yeah, it's busy, too, man. We better get with it. Bucks. Big. Take. The Falcons' rival, Charlotte, made a big splash a couple of days ago, moving up to get the number one pick in the NFL draft. Who do the Panthers covet? What quarterback are they going to select? Well, let me just say, this is probably going to be really, really entertaining. Reportedly, the new owner, uh, Tepper, is his name. He's got some deep pockets. But I don't think he is a a football guy. Never been a football coach, I don't believe. Anyway, reportedly, Tepper wants Bryce Young out of Alabama. Word on the street is the new Charlotte head coach, Frank Reich. He wants C.J. Stroud. And another source has the Panthers personnel department. You know, the guys that do all the legwork doing all the investigating and the interviewing and the reviewing of the videotape. Well, the Panthers personnel department reportedly is favoring Anthony Richardson. Dun, 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 dun. Falcons fans, don't you just love it? And uh, look, us Falcons fans sure know dysfunction when we see it, don't we? I mean, that's one thing we can figure out pretty quick. The Panthers in the last three seasons, all right, the last three years, they've gone through five starting quarterbacks, three offensive coordinators, and two head coaches. Talk about dysfunctional. And they call themselves professionals. Mort told me this morning that the Panthers are just beginning the process of deciding who they covet. And one of the reasons why is because teams at the NFL Combine, they only get 20 minutes with these guys during the interviews. 20 minutes, the bell rings, the prospect leaves the room. 
And that 20 minutes at the combine is not enough time to decide who they want. Teams put a high value on this meeting time, especially with quarterbacks. Now, the guess here says the Panthers are going to mess this up. Pick the wrong guy, regardless of how much meeting time that they end up getting. And the Houston Texans, who sit at number two, they're counting on exactly that for the Panthers to mess it up. And then they capitalize it, too. And you know what else? Best I can tell us Falcons fans, we're expecting the Panthers to screw it up, too. And there's your big take. But that's surprising slash shocking to me. Um, Whether they don't know who they want. Basically. So, obviously, when you get the number one overall pick, it's it's just a gigantic, huge pivot point in, in your franchise. Yeah. You, you can't screw it up. And if you do... It's a pretty big deal. Not only do they have the first number overall, number one overall pick, they traded assets, proven assets in DJ Moore, a second-round pick, future picks, to move up, and you're telling me they don't even know who they want yet? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. That doesn't make any sense to me, Buck. Well, you, it makes sense when you realize it's the Charlotte Panthers. <laughs> All right, well, then, yeah, I guess it does make a little bit more sense. They haven't had a whole lot Again, of, three you know, seasons. Five quarterbacks, three offensive coordinators, and two head coaches. Talk about dysfunctional. And, and these are the kind of decisions that get people fired. So we'll see which of the triumphant. Yeah, just, uh, I love know, the idea of three different voices yelling at each other. I want this guy. I want this guy. I want this guy. Well, what gets me is like you got the owner chiming in already. Well, you know, I like this guy. Well. Uh, did you hire us to make these decisions? Are we yeah, just puppets here? Exactly. You're going to have the, an NFL owner tell you who you should be drafting. How hilarious is that? It's pretty funny, actually. Pretty funny. So uh, I guess they'll be getting a lot more meeting time where they can. And, and look, for the most part, you need to get to know these guys. You need to know their personality, what motivates them. Uh, you need to ask all these stupid questions that you're really not supposed to be asking anymore, but you know they are. Trying to figure out who these dudes are. That's a big investment, and you better do your due diligence. Dude, I'm going to tell you one thing, though. I'm going to be stunned if it's Anthony Richardson. I'm going to be shocked if the Panthers take Anthony Richardson. It doesn't seem like you likely needed to go up to number one to get Anthony Richardson. Well, look, if it was a... Uh, you know, a superstars competition where you had, you know, guys running the 40-yard dash oh, well, and, and seeing how high they can jump <laughs> and how far they could jump and how far they could throw that football, then you'd want to take Anthony Richardson. But plug in the videotape and you clearly see a guy that is light years from being ready to read coverage back in the pocket before and after the snap. A guy that's not ready to set the protection to manipulate the pocket, to throw accurate balls all over the field, which is what you got to be able to do to, uh, to be a really good NFL quarterback. This is not a superstars competition. I'm just saying. Hey, uh, the Big Take brought to you by Ace Hardware. There are a number of Ace Hardwares around Metro Atlanta, and we want to encourage you to get in there and check them out. Finn isn't here to sing the tune. But I can tell you, Ace Hardware doing a great job in our community. 
you, know, you need to take care of something, a hardware store related, get into Ace and check them out. They're going to take good care of you. All right, so there's the big take this morning. The number one story. Let's get to the number two story today. Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what again? Say what? Stop it! Say what? All right, the big dance field is set. 68 teams. It's going to tip up tomorrow, tip off tomorrow with the uh, first four match, first of the first four matchups. And then Thursday and Friday, 32 games in eight different cities leading into the final four in Houston. The big dance. Can Alabama, can Alabama, can they, can they win this thing? Alabama we're talking about in college basketball. The number one seed out of the 68 teams in the field is Alabama. Number one, numero uno. Now, I see where Vegas doesn't have them as the favorite. They've got the Houston Cougars, the betting favorite, coming into the tournament. Uh, Alabama is number two, and Kansas number three, if you're wondering. Alabama, they've had some good uh, basketball teams through the years. Now, it's not, you know, a Duke kind of thing. I go back a few years, mid-70s, mid-70s. C.M. Newton was the coach. Alabama was really good. They had this uh, big front court player named Leon Douglas. And, boy, he was awesome. They lost in the Sweet 16 to Indiana, who I believe went undefeated to win the title that year. So Alabama and uh, able to make it to the uh, final for the Sweet 16 in, in the mid-70s. All right, uh, flash forward to 10 years after that. Wimp Sanderson with those ugly sport coats he used to wear, those plaid things. Wimp had some good teams, 86, 87, 89, and 90. Uh, Derek McKee was an outstanding player. Mark Gottfried was knocking down those out, outside shots. Robert Ory, Latrell Sprewell were on those teams, two former NBA players that had great careers. Uh, Horry, by the way, one of the all-time great careers as far as the number of rings go in the NBA. But they were leading the tide back then, and we're talking about teams that made it to the Sweet 16. Are you thinking there's a trend here? Well, Oates took over, and they made it to the Sweet 16 just a couple of years ago, 20 and 21. Lost to UCLA in the Sweet 16. Remember uh, Herb Jones for Alabama. It was only a couple years ago. You should have remembered him. He was the SEC Player of the Year. The Tide checked out in the Sweet 16. Hmm. So Alabama's best all-time basketball teams made runs to the Sweet 16, and they couldn't get to the Final Four. So what about this year? What about now? Well, you look at, have you looked at your bracket yet, folks? I've got mine printed out. DT, you got your bracket? Oh, I haven't gotten a chance Come to pull on, it all. Come on, man. Yeah, I know. I'll have it done by the time I mean, this thing games, tips right? off tomorrow. Yeah, Road got, Dog, you got your bracket? I got 24 hours. Yeah, well, yeah Road Dog? No, Road Dog didn't have it ready yet. Come on, man. You got to get the bracket printed out. You got to carry it around with you. 
so I can show it to everybody and make sure they, they know about my picks, right? Yeah, so yeah. you pull it out. I mean, that's what Kofar used to do on the Buck and Kincaid show. He carried that thing around 24-7. I know everybody's worried about my picks, so, yeah, I'll be sure to get them in, Buck. Yeah, make sure you print off the, the bracket. Come on, man. Well, you look at Alabama, and I've looked at it, looking at the bracket right now. Round two... Go ahead and, and have Alabama winning the first round matchup, one versus 16. Come on. Uh, round two, they're going to get the winner of the Maryland-West Virginia matchup. Can you say W? And boom goes the dynamite. Sweet 16. You got Alabama probably most likely going to play Virginia. Now it's getting serious right there. Yeah, look, I the SEC's playing a physical brand of basketball. If you, did, if you saw the Alabama-Texas A&M game over the weekend, which I did, you saw some physical basketball. ACC, when you watch that, it's there's nothing physical about it. It's not, this is not the ACC we've, we've gotten accustomed to seeing. I mean, they seem a little soft over there in the ACC. I'm not calling out Duke. I'm just saying some of the other teams. All right, so Alabama gets by Virginia. Elite Eight, they're looking at uh, Arizona, Baylor, Maybe Missouri could pull off some upsets and get there. Most likely looking at Arizona, one of the top-rated teams coming in. They might be able to get to the Final Four for the first time in program history. Alabama. Who would they face there? Purdue? They got that guy that's about seven foot nine. Purdue does. They look really slow and not very athletic. Advantage Alabama. Uh, Marquette, I, I have to admit, I don't know much about Marquette this year. They it could face one of, uh, you know, the lower seeds uh, coming out in the Final Four. I'm talking about Kentucky, Tennessee, and Duke would be a, a potential matchup in the Final Four. The Natty, obviously, you're looking at Kansas, UCLA, or Houston. Houston and Houston. That would be interesting. But I'm not going to sit here and make fun of Alabama. No, man. Uh, Alabama, they are long and tall, and they've got the number one player in the NBA draft. Alabama looks like a team that can bust through that ceiling and make it to a Final Four, I'm just saying. And that's uh, say what? We didn't use say what last week. Hey, We're getting the week started with that this week. All right, coming up on the other side, man, it is a huge week, a big week for our Atlanta Falcons as they get ready to go shopping. And they've got plenty of money to spend. We'll talk about it. Plus, Chip Towers will be with me for the Bulldog Roundtable today. We'll talk about the quarterback competition in Athens, which gets turned up a notch as Georgia gets spring football practice underway Coming up later this week. You got the Buck Blue Show here on the fans, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. 
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. I uh, hope your Monday's off to a good start. Another full work week ready. Uh, get it going here this morning. And a lot to get to. A lot going on, which is a good thing. Nobody wants to come on here and start filibustering. In fact, we don't have time to do that on this one-hour show, so we better get busy. Let's talk some Falcons football. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Yeah, our Atlanta Falcons, they are huddled up up at base camp, as Q used to call it. Executive meetings going on. They try to figure out what they're going to do this week in free agency. In fact, it's a huge week for the Atlanta Falcons as we attempt to start to cover up multiple weak position groups. I mean, it's across the board. Offensively, we need a center. We need a guard. We need a tackle. I'm told we need another big receiver. We need another running back. Personally, I think we need a quarterback. Uh, defensively, we need interior defensive line. We need somebody to bring some heat off the edge. Uh, I'm convinced we need linebacker help. And then need a cornerback and a safety. So, look, Fontenot and his staff, they got a lot of shopping to do this week as free agency gets underway. And I'm sure their new uh, D coordinator, Ryan Nielsen, needs some help up front and on the back end. I'm sure he's in there voicing his opinion to Fontenot. They were together down with the lousy, stinking Saints. And now back together again here in Atlanta. Look, on offense and free agency, uh, an offensive lineman is a necessity. And, and I'm talking about whether it's a center or a guard or a tackle. We better bring somebody in here that's got some experience. You can't be relying on the draft to plug all these holes. I'm trying to come around on picking up another receiver. I think we got two reliable big receivers already. And Kyle Pitts dude out of USC. I think we need a slot receiver and do some things getting open. What if I told you that Fontenot and our Atlanta Falcons were about to add defensive lineman Javon Hargrave 
safety Jesse Bates, and receiver Jacoby Myers in free agency this week. Plus, acquire a plug-and-play offensive lineman. What would you give that? Would you give that grade an A? I'm sure you would. Because we got some work to do. Hargrave, you know, he's a Saints guy. Now, as I understand it, the Eagles are in on Hargrave also. So let me see. All things pretty equal money-wise. Who do you think he's going to go play for? DT, you want to take a guess? Eagles or Falcons? I'm just saying. Maybe the team that wins more? Yeah. Yeah. You're on it, man. Hargrave with an 18.8 pass rush win rate. Since 2020, that's number three in the NFL. Now, probably going to cost you $20 million a year to get him in here. Now, that would be a big splash for our Falcons. But imagine for a moment him teaming up with Big Grady on that interior Falcons defensive line. Now, we would be legitimate. Right now, we're illegitimate. I mean, Grady's getting double teamed almost every play. Get the man some help in there. A lot of talk about the Falcons getting Bengals safety Jesse Bates in here. As a matter of fact, been seen in Atlanta clubbing with some of the Falcons receiver, uh, Falcons players, been taking him around town. Shades on in the club. (laughs) I hadn't seen Bates in any of these clubs, but then again, I hadn't been in any of these clubs. We'll keep an eye on it, see if he's wearing the shades. Yeah, DT, when you get out, see if you see Bates going around. Spotrack. Does a great job at evaluating market value, saying Bates, his market value is four years, $56 million. Let me do the math, $14 million a year. They would put him at free safety, slide Richie Grant to strong safety is my guess in this scenario. Uh, also, uh, looking for a slot receiver, I'd looked at the list of available wide receivers in free agency and now, sort of like Jacoby Myers. Now, he's been playing with the Patriots. He was an undrafted free agent. Patriots have made a living discovering some of these uh, good players they can get as undrafted free agents. Myers, to me, over these four years with the Patriots, looks like a really reliable uh, inside the numbers route runner, which I think is would be a really good fit for what we're looking for. And anybody we could sign that plays center, guard, offensive tackle, and that would be huge. So come on, Falcons. Surprise us. Get it right. And be ready to overpay. Again, let me see. Eagles or Falcons? Hmm. Yeah. It's cold up there, Buck. It's going to be Eagles unless you overpay. So we got a lot of money to spend. And we're probably going to have to spend it on the shopping spree. We talked about a shopping spree. You talked about slot receiver. What about a guy already here in Alamene Zacchaeus? Yeah, he does a pretty good job. He's not going to be too expensive for you, I would imagine. Yeah. What about Mecole Hardman? I, I'm open to that. I've always been a fan of Mecole. He's fast. We could use that. I think we need a breakaway kind of threat. I mean, you look at our big receivers now, they're not exactly known as, well, speed guys, burners, somebody that can, you know, take it 80 yards. 
So I think we're we're missing that intangible. Maybe we can cover that up. DT, you got a top five for me today? The best in college football and the NFL. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, Buck, a big weekend, an eclectic weekend, as I would like to say. Lots and lots of sports, a lot of different sports. So you got a lot to choose from, Buck, as I, as I toss some of these questions at you. From what you saw over the weekend, what was your biggest letdown? Anything really let you down that you were excited about coming in the weekend? Uh, yes, and it happened late last night. Team USA. Ah, yes, Buck, you have to fill me in. the World Baseball Classic. I didn't stay up for this one. We got beat up by Mexico. I kid you not. You can't make this stuff up. Mexico took us down 11-5 to last night. I saw the score, at least. How embarrassing to allow Mexico to beat up on us our national pastime. And all I've heard about is... Well, the great players that we've got for Team USA. I mean, we've got Betts, and we've got Trout, and Goldsmith, and Arnado, and Swarber, and Turner, and Real Muto. Well, who were these pitchers off last night? I, I just checked out the box score, Buck. Like I said, I didn't stay up for this one, but... Uh, well, we had a, a pitcher from the Padres. Not a huge name, right? Uh, Singer, too, came in, and he was not very impressive. Brady Singer. Blew it. Yeah, he's, he wasn't singing after that performance. He was hiding. That's what he was doing. I mean, we let Mako beat us up. How disappointing is that? What a tremendous letdown. At least they won Saturday night against Great Britain. And I, and Buck, have you gotten a chance to even watch Great any of these? Great Britain. Did you see any of the game? Yeah, I did, did actually. Did you see Great Britain's I, uniforms? I, this is the first Were thing I noticed. the worst, absolutely the worst baseball uniforms I, you've ever I seen. Literally, and you couldn't make them any less basic I mean, they had like Great Britain exciting. written in script. Across the front and then of the And they had the uh, patch on the, sh- on the shoulder, or on the, on the arm. the script on that couldn't have been one inch. You could barely see that it said Great. It was almost as though they were embarrassed to put Great Britain on their jerseys. Uh, the, the most boring uniforms I've ever seen. And with the Union Jack, a cool flag and stuff, they could have done so many cool things. I mean, it looked like they said, hey, man, we, like forget, a- we forgot about our uh, jerseys. Yeah. We better get something printed up immediately. <laughs> they looked like the backup JV team, Buck. I mean, we let Mexico beat up on us last night. But oh, I was just going to say quickly, we need to move on. But uh, yeah, if you get a chance, some, watch some of the Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Dominican. Uh, the Dominican. Yeah. Uh, these games are so exciting because these fans are so well, into it. Well, if we advance, we're going to have to play one of those teams. Bring it on, brother. I like our chances if we can just pitch a little bit better. Jeez. All right, anyways. So that was disappointing, Buck. What was the best thing you saw this weekend? Something that inspired you, maybe? Uh, Scotty Scheffler winning the players. Oh, 17 under for Scott. He sort of ran away with it. And do you know he cashed a check, the biggest payday in PGA Tour regular season history? Pay that man his money. We make $4.5 million for that victory down in Ponte Vedra Beach yesterday. I heard him him mention on the broadcast just to show how much uh, golf has grown. Jack won it in the 70s and made $40,000. Scheffler has won six times. In the last two seasons, uh, a year ago and now uh, the little bit we've played this season. Number one in the 27 world. 27 starts, six victories, 
for almost $25 million. Scotty Scheffler. Life's good, baby, for Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, it took Scotty a little bit of time to get going, but now once he won, it was just a landslide. We'll keep an eye on him as we head towards the Masters, Buck. All right. Uh, See if he can uh, defend. Most embarrassing thing you saw this weekend, Buck, of all the things that you saw? Uh, One of the Blue Bloods in the NCAA tournament. Uh, They are not in the NCAA tournament this year. North Carolina. North Carolina, the Tar Heels, they seem to be in every single year. Well, they did not get an invitation yesterday to come to the dance. And then they turned down an invitation to play in the NIT. How embarrassing. I mean, they, I guess they think they're better than everybody else. One of these blue bloods, North Carolina, they don't get an invitation to the big dance. And they said, well, we're not going to play in the little dance. We're just going to call it a season. We're not a number one seed. And from the look of that recruiting class, they better, maybe that's the reason. They better get busy recruiting, man. They really are going to get left behind. So, embarrassing day for North Carolina. That was today. your embarrassing thing. Poor Tar Heels won't be uh, won't be doing any more basketball this year. So, Buck, who got you fired up? Who I don't want to say the word. Who peeved you off this weekend? Uh, who would I like to take a yeah, swing somebody, at? Who, somebody you want to get after? Who pissed you off? Ooh, sorry, yeah, who got you mad this weekend? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Marcus Smart. Do you see him throw down Trey? I did, Buck. My goodness. So, like, What's wrestling going on? takedown, man. No wonder he got thrown out of the game. He's a bully is what Marcus Smart is. He's a bully, plain and simple. Throwing down ice cold tray like that. I wish I could have taken a swing at him. And what kind of hairstyle is he going with? I want to <laughs> know. Yeah, they got us fired up, I'm sure, as well. We'll see uh Hawks back at it tonight with the Timberwolves. Anthony uh, Anthony Edwards coming into town, so that should be fun. All right, Buck, uh, number five here in uh, your top five. Did you get any insight? The Bears moving up. This is the question I wanted to ask you, Buck. The Bears moving up, or excuse me, dropping. I should say the Panthers moving up. The Bears trading that number one overall pick to move down to number nine. You got to hang out with Kevin Butler this weekend. What do you think the Bears would do at number nine? You get any inside information for us, Buck? Well, Jalen Carter may be available. If if Jalen Carter makes it to number nine, and that includes the Falcons being at number eight, oh, let me just calm down, Buck. I hope that doesn't Well, happen. as you know, I said last week on the show, I would pass on Carter. I would pass on him. Because he, he just kept on driving after that accident, that tragic accident. He just kept on yes, driving. Yes, that bothers me too, Bucket, but not so as much as it bothers me. me. I'd pass, pass on him, but uh, chances are pretty good the Bears will have an opportunity to take him at nine. Or they could get the number one offensive tackle, which they need. Ask Justin Fields. They need some support there on that offensive line. Or they could get the number one cornerback in the draft. Or they could move up. Imagine the Bears jumping, say, up to seven. They've got plenty of draft picks, draft capital to make that happen. Uh, that's a tough one. I'm not sure what they're going to do at nine. Well, I'm going to pass. Jalen bet not be a choice there. Buck, a little bonus here in the top five. Did you get a chance to watch the Oscars last night? Anything stand out to you? It's not a priority at our house. I did not see one second, <laughs> and I'm proud of it. Well done, Buck. There's your top five. Top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Hey, I want to uh, get you to uh, check out our podcast we've got with 680 The Fan. We've got a number of outstanding podcasts, 643. 
Dylan Short. We've got the Daily Ten with Matt Chernoff, the Braves Country Podcast, Hardball, Domino, Frozen Rope with McCalpin. A lot of Braves podcasts we're offering up. Give the people what they want, bro. Uh, uh, Bucks Beat, episode 83, is going to drop later today. It is a University of Georgia spring football preview with a focus on the quarterback competition. And good friend David Green will join me to help break it down. That will drop later today. Go Comets. Uh, the Podcast Park brought to you by Associated Credit Union. Check out our podcast, wide array of podcasts here associated with 680 Fan. Go to thepodcastpark.com. And that is, again, brought to you by the Associated Credit Union. Let's get to the roundtable. Is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, far side line, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. table today and i need to tell you the lady dogs are dancing they're a 10 seed gonna face florida state on friday 130 tip at iowa city and uh, you can check uh check that out i believe it's on uh, one of the networks out there tv network to be determined I think those are on espn family and network are they I okay yeah so, off the top of my head yeah yeah if you want to see the lady dogs are in there at least somebody's in buck more for Kennesaw State, it'd be embarrassing. Yes, a little. It's not really surprising, though, the way Tech and Georgia have been playing basketball here recently. A little surprising, Georgia State's not in there. We got accustomed to seeing a lot of them. Well, maybe uh, Kennesaw State can make this a habit, but would really like to see Georgia make this a habit as well. But Yeah, so we are uh, efforting uh, Chip Towers. Uh, let me try to uh, text Chip and... This is my best thing is to talk and text at the same time. But uh, there you go. All right, so uh, <clears throat> we got uh, Georgia spring football practice getting underway this week. And you can uh, depend on 680 The Fan. We're the official sports talk station of the Georgia Bulldogs. And uh, we've got the Kirby Smart press conference coming up tomorrow at noon. So make plans to be here for that. Tomorrow at noon here on 680 The Fan, you'll hear from Kirby Smart. We have not heard a lot from Kirby since the championship parade and the tragic wreck that happened after that. So looking forward to hearing what Kirby has to say coming up tomorrow. Yeah, but my first question off the top of my head is talking about the quarterback situation going into this season. But unfortunately, that won't be the only thing. Uh, the only topic mentioned tomorrow, I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of uh, work to get done this spring, obviously. If you want to do the three-peat, uh, you're going to have to uh, figure out who your quarterback's going to be. That is number one. But I'll tell you what, I, I like the talent we've got pretty much at every other spot. I think the cornerback spot opposite of Lassiter is, is going to be huge. Uh, that is another area where George is looking to, to fill a big void left by Keeley Ringo. Offensive line, Broderick Jones is out. 
Moving on to the National Football League right now, looking like a middle to upper first round pick. Those those elite offensive tackles are uh, hard to find at the NFL level, so I would expect he's going to go in the top 15 picks. Looking at it right now, so you got to cover that up. I'll tell you what, let's break it down with our man Chip Towers from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution covering the Bulldogs. He's on top of it. He joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. So, uh, Chip, we got spring football practice underway, and everybody wants to talk about the quarterback competition. It, you, well, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a big deal, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, man, everybody wants to know who's going to replace Stetson Bennett. I don't believe they will be able to determine that during spring football practice. Last week, I ended the show, ended the show last Friday talking about how it's more of a process. These quarterbacks, you you got to go out and you you got to look good at spring football practice. Then you've got to stick around during the summer, lead these workouts. Coach is not able to do that, so you need a quarterback to take charge, lead the uh, workouts going on there during the summer. Then you got to come back during summer camp and look good. And then you've got to look good in the season opening game before you can really start to solidify yourself as the starting quarterback. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Buck. And, and, you know, the thing about it is I, I don't think a, a, a number one quarterback will necessarily be determined by spring practice or even fall camp. But you still have to have an order, right? You have to have a process. And, you know, I, I mean, I don't think it's any mystery that the reason Carson Beck is still here is, uh, you know, I don't know if assured would even be the right way to put it, but, you know, somebody's got to go first. And, and I expect Carson Beck to go first and be that guy that you describe, you know, for spring practice, in those spring meetings, uh, over the summer, and, you know, heading in, into uh, uh, through, through preseason camp. Now, once the season gets here, um, certainly some attitudes may change by practice and practice scrimmages. But then when it comes down to game time, how do you perform? And, you know, depending on how all of that transpires, um, you know, there could be a change made. But, you know, listen, Carson, just like Stetson Bennett, the reason he came back and he talked about his meeting with, with, with Kirby Smart um, after the 2021 season, he did that with the assurance that he would be able to work with offensive coordinator Todd Munkin as the number one guy be the guy who organized those throwing sessions, those summer volunteer workouts and all those kind of things. And I think Carson Beck's expecting to do the same thing this year, and that's why he's still around. What other areas are you really compelled to check out? Well, you know, there's a bunch. I mean, there's a, it, the beautiful thing about college football, I think, is the transition from year to year. You never have the same team. I mean, it's true in in really all sports, but, you know, nothing like college football, you're going to have, you know, great turnover. And Georgia has that again. I mean, uh, you know, you're losing both tackles. And in, in, I guess if Georgia's program wasn't in the state that it is now under Kirby Smart, normally that would be a, you know, that would be a red flag, a, a, a four-alarm fire that you're worried about putting out. Um, but Georgia, as we know, has some really good uh candidates ready to step in at both left tackle and right tackle. I think it's going to be intriguing to see what they do. In other words, Amarius Mims, you know, he started the last two games of the year at right tackle while Warren McClendon was out. Does he stay there where he's proven to be, you know, 
better than good, you know, exceptional, or do you move it over to the left side? But then again, you got Ernest Green, a former five-star out of California, who, you know, inside the program you hear has everything that you're looking for in the left tackle guy. Uh, does he just take over right there? Is it one of these other guys that's been waiting in the wings? I mean, they got five stars stacked upon five stars to move around on the O-line. Uh, same thing kind of in the secondary. I mean, you know, you got Keely Ringo and Christopher Smith going to the NFL. That's not a small, you know, both those guys were all Americans by uh, one outlet or another. And, um, you, you know, you got to replace them. A lot of options, you know, Javon Bullard could move from, from star to one of the other positions, cornerback or safety, or you could keep him where he is and then move up the, the young guys who's it's their time to move into there. So, and then the outside linebacker is a huge position of, of unknown at this point with a bunch of young um, five stars ready to tee it up there. So, you know, it'll be the individual position battles that we're watching uh, mostly during spring. And, and uh, you know, but at the end of the day, those probably won't get completely decided either until we get out of fall camp. Chip, we'll be airing the Kirby Smart press conference tomorrow at noon. What what do you think we're – how's that going to go? Uh, we hadn't heard a lot from Kirby since the uh, tragic uh, car wreck that, that happened after the uh, celebration parade that we had. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, he's going to have a lot of questions to answer. I'm sure he's not going to want to spend much time uh, at all. I, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, he'll he'll want to be, you know, a little bit transparent and, and kind of get some of that stuff out of the way as we get ready. But you're right. I mean, we have not heard from Kirby, and I'm talking about as in a in a press conference atmosphere, a Q&A atmosphere, you know, since, uh, you know, the day after the national championship game in Los Angeles when we had the championships day press conference. And, and press conferences are a little bit different, um, you know, have a little different feel to them than, than certainly, you know, a negotiated Q&A sit-down such as you had with, with ESPN or, or uh, you know, or, you know, virtually nothing that he's done since then. But, you know, uh, I know Kirby and he'll want to turn the attention to football and, and the positions and the things they want to get done in spring. And listen, all of us who cover the team want that as well. I mean, that's what we got in the business for is to cover football and, and to, and to cover a, a high profile program such as the university of Georgia, but there's some business to deal with first. And, and uh, I'm sure Kirby will do that. Great stuff. As always, we appreciate you jumping in chip. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you, Buck. Atlanta Journal-Constitution sports writer Chip Towers joined us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker Line. We'll come back, wrap things up. Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car-buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 
50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. Final word today, not one Atlanta Brave is on Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. Now I ask, how can that be? Haven't we won five consecutive National League East titles? Didn't we win the World Series just two seasons ago? Not one Braves player on the roster. Not Riley, not Olsen, not Freed. And do I need to mention we got Mark DeRosa, former Brave, as the manager. We've got Brian McCann, one of the all-time great Braves catchers, as an assistant coach on the team. No Braves. Zero. Nada. Three Mets and three Phillies. No wonder Mexico took us down last night. There's your uh, final word today. Hey, heads up, 680 The Fan, uh, starting on Friday, 11 a.m. We're going to be into the big tourney uh, live from Hooters on Cobb Parkway, Cumberland, for the first Friday of March Mania. Nick and Chris are going to be there chucking churn off, audio fun bag, the entire 680 promo team. So get on out, win some great prizes. Hooters on Cobb Parkway on Friday. And that's going to do it for me. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. 
Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. 